This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline. Your every Wednesday cast here on Twitch. Brought to you, as always, Ooh. by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. That looks good. First of all, really, really <laughs> sorry that we're running late on the live show here. We had uh, one of the streaming computers uh, decided not to work today. So we're uh, doing some adjustments on the fly. Uh, those of you joining us live, it's so, so good to see you and talk to you. Again, we're sorry we're running a little bit late here. The quality is going to be pretty poor on Twitch, but if you catch us on the podcast or the video cast, it should be fine. Uh, so fingers crossed. Do you know? Do you know what it looks like? It looks like watching like a public access show in 1998. No, those were better than this. This is bad. Okay, let's just do it. But again, the frame rate too. <laughs> okay. Hey. I apologize. There's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. We did our best to get the show going at all. Um, and again, if you're watching us on Twitch, the quality is going to be subpar, but uh, the recorded version will be much better. So yeah. high quality entertainment brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org. Uh, you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. For those of you that joined us for the FLG Matt Summer Super Sale, thank you so much. Uh, blew the doors off. Lots of people got discounted mats. And... Uh, Really, really excited with how well it went. Can't wait to get those out to you. Uh, we did have, uh, whenever we have these sales, especially when it went as well as this one did, um, the volume gets to be a little bit more than our normal um, uh, production capacity can handle. So we are getting through the production as quickly as possible. Plus, um, we've been gone for our dear friend Jeff's, some of the things involved with um, uh, the funeral and such. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're running a little. We're running slightly behind, not major delays. Slightly behind. So if you're waiting for your mat, please be patient. Uh, we will be sending out emails letting you know when you can anticipate those shipping. But yeah, they should um, have already went out. So you should have already received uh, an email with a, a date range of when you ordered and when it should be shipped out. Unless you ordered yesterday. Unless you ordered yesterday in the later afternoon. But then you, yeah. St- yeah. But we'll we'll keep you in in the loop uh, as to when your mat's going out. But uh, it, it, yeah. there should be no major delays. We just want to let people know. What's up so that you know what to expect. But again, for everybody that participated in the sale, we really appreciate it. And uh, can't wait to see all those exciting and cool new mats out there on the tabletops. So the pre-order for this week is the new Space Marine Codex, the White Scars and Ultramarines supplements, which we shall be talking about in just a bit. And of course, there's some like cool dice, cards, uh, the Primaris version of Tigerius and uh, the Khan. As well, all very cool models. And of course, you can pick those up from Frontline Gaming at a discount with free shipping options within the continental United States. You can jump into the web cart, store.frontlinegaming.org if you want to pick some of those up. Just pick, click on the pre-order tab and grab them. Pretty cool. So uh, Codex Space Marines, White Scar Supplement, Ultramarines, really exciting stuff. Uh, I wish I could talk about the other supplements too. Can't yet. We have to remain uh, patient. But these are pretty exciting and i know the buzz online has been been very positive uh, although people are complaining about having to buy more books which 
Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, I actually like having um, the supplements because they give you so much information about the background of of the um, the chapter. They talk about all the the successor chapters and all that fun stuff. Um, it's annoying to carry around all the books. And my my complaint is that I don't feel like there's any reason why GW doesn't have a subscription digital model where you pay like 40, 50 bucks a month, 30, 20 bucks, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, and you get everything. And then as FAQs come out, your digital copy is updated so that when you go to an event, you bring an iPad or an Android tablet or whatever the hell you got or your mm-hmm. phone. And it's all right there. It's all current. It's all accurate. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about it, right? Yep. Um, and if they set that up correctly, it could be hyper profitable. So for mm-hmm. me, that's my, that's my complaint. I like having the books. We have a yeah. bookshelf with all of them there. Yeah. Um, I don't mind it. But yeah, carrying them to events can be a pain in the butt. But Right. I, I don't see any way that they could do a, a codex space marines without doing the supplements on the side because if you tried to include all the information from all the different chapters because each one's so unique uh, and now especially with stratagems war gear options like if you did if you if you wanted to make it not just be a generic where everyone has the same options of stratagems and war gear options that book would be like an encyclopedia it would be, like it would be yeah. huge and so i see why they did it and i appreciate why they did it um but yes the cost is a little you know yeah, and if you're out there and you're just going to be gaming, like you could get, you could probably get by with just getting the cards for your faction for the chapter, because it's going to give you a lot of the stuff you need. I mean, right. not everything, but like oftentimes that's going to be enough. Yeah, it, may, it won't give you necessarily. I don't think they have like warlord traits and stuff like that. They they um, the cards don't. Yeah, so yeah. you won't have everything, but that it gives you some of it. Um, and then it does have the specific character um, unit information yeah so like the white scars is information about con and, and and those types of things that you don't see in the regular codex so i don't know it's not that expensive though to be honest it's i mean you know they're not cheap but no but with a discount a 15 percent discount at frontline gaming at frontline gaming so very affordable especially if you wanted to get a mat to go at with the same it time, right? pretty soon you're talking about free shipping baby Whew. yeah no, it's, not it's to like alaska you're making money. or hawaii yeah, unfortunately not. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, I mean, just look at how, how big it is for just these three, right? Yeah. Imagine with all the other ones, it'd be ludicrous. Right. But you won't be carrying around. But yes, you're right. Yeah. Because they don't, in the, in the, in the main codex, they, they kind of gloss over a lot of the, the details of the, uh, the chapters themselves. So, like, it kind of goes into the horse heresy, space marine, stuff like that. And then you get, like, a couple pages on fluff for each of the main you know, first founding chapters, uh, and then their their um, their second founding guys, but the the codex supplement is mostly fluff. Yep, I would say. Yeah, and it's what you get in the main book is uh, all the, the the data slates for generic units. Yeah. There's no special characters or units that are unique to a certain chapter, which is really nice because the current codex base marines was gutted it was it was glutted it was huge yeah they had like you know 20 pages of named characters and it would take so long to get to those stuff so and when what you're getting is all the the basic stuff all the generic stratagems the generic warlord traits the generic uh relics and there's more it's all been expanded upon and then in your chapter supplement you're getting the chapter specific units warlord traits stratagems relics like special issue war gear, all that stuff. So it, they are pretty light on rules, to be frank. It's mostly lore and, and uh, paint schemes and stuff. But um, it does, that's what's giving you your, your really specific way to play Space Marines. So yeah. 
Uh, enough on that. Anyway, yeah. so there's a lot coming out. And then the new Primaris models for Tigerius and Khan look amazing. Mm -hmm. Coming up next week, um, we have some really cool stuff coming out, including the Invictor Warsuit. Now, again, it's not a Dreadnought. It's a, it's a Warsuit. The guy inside it is, a, is piloting it. And it looks a lot like the Dreadnought. Or the, God, I just said the Dreadnought. It looks like the suit from Avatar. Well, the frame is a Dreadnought frame. Like, it's the exact same thing. It just doesn't have as many armor pieces on it. And the guy inside is not dead or, you know, near no. death. He's also not wearing a helmet. He's like, I don't need a helmet. That's or questionably a, intelligent. I don't need a helmet or any kind of armor on my face. Yeah, he's just, yeah. He's just, he's just giving it, he's, he's winging it on aiming. He might be a sergeant. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, and this is the new uh, Phobos-style warsuit slash dreadnought that can infiltrate. And they are quite good, and we'll talk about it a little bit. It's quiet. What's that? Yeah, really I know that part's quiet. a little far-fetched, but whatever. Yeah. They should have said he has like an audio dampening field around him or something like that. I don't, whatever. Who mm -hmm. cares? But the rules are cool. Like they're, they're quite effective. Um, and then, of course, we have some of the Phobos units that were in Shadow Spear being released as uh, individual kits. Mm -hmm. The Phobos Captain, Phobos Librarian, and then the Eliminators, which we don't have on our on the images here. But, uh, oh, and by the way, if you're watching live, you're not going to see the images, unfortunately, but they will be in the recorded no. version. You're just going to see this awesome video yeah you just got to use your imagination Oof. um let's jump back <laughs> so uh that's pretty cool and some of the units like the eliminators now have multiple options in the kit mm -hmm. so really exciting stuff and then they talked about the new um some of the new troops units i'm, I'm totally drawing a blank now is it in cursor they're the uh the infiltrator like other oh, way to build yeah, the yeah. other infiltrators which I, I'm totally drawing a blank on them. Yeah, er, not as cool. I'd intercessors. Say. Yeah. No, no, that's the. Did they they talked about that. On cursor, their, it is incursor. They talked about that on their um, website, right? Yeah, I mean they're they're pretty neat in my opinion. Like I really love the mind that you can put down, and it's like area denial. Yeah. So like they can throw like one guy in the unit can carry a mine. You put it on the, yeah. the the tabletop. If somebody comes within range of it, they blow up and take mortal wounds. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Like you can throw them around objectives and stuff like that. Yeah. And I can't go into specifics, but there's other ways to do that kind of stuff yeah. with specific chapters. I still think infiltrators are the, the, the bread and butter, maybe. Yeah, infiltrators, the troop unit that you got in Shadow Spear, are really, really good. They're expensive. Yeah. But they're, they're such good area denial. They're tough. Especially now with like people going to be doing drop pods again. Yeah. 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 You can really Screw just block somebody out, somebody out. Yeah. if you have something you don't want shot. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're awesome. They're awesome. And we'll do a deep dive into that as much as we can within the time frame that we have. Yep. Um, so those are all the models coming out. Pretty cool. And then, of course, you would, I would anticipate that the other chapter supplements are going to be coming out quickly. So uh, keep your eye out for those. Uh, the SoCal Open 2019 40K Championships sold out yesterday. Very exciting. We've been saying, hey, we're getting there, we're getting there, we're getting there. And then, of course, I post up on, on, on Facebook. I'm like, hey, there's like five tickets left. And then, boom, yeah. they're gone. And then all these people are like, oh, I didn't get a ticket. I'm like, I've been saying that we're about to sell out for like a month. Yeah, Israel. Yeah. Every, every time. Every time for Israel. I'm like, dude. Immediately. I'm on the wait list now. So, again, if, if you want to go to an event, don't wait to buy the ticket. I, I, I know the feeling. You want to procrastinate. You don't want the money coming out of your pocket just yet. I get it. But you run the risk of missing out. Events, the game is so popular right mm -hmm. now that events are selling out all around the world with putting up record numbers. And uh, it also helps the TOs plan. There's the, the earlier out they know how many people are coming, right. the easier it is for them to get terrain ready and all that stuff. So if a, an event comes up and you want to go, just grab your ticket. Yeah. Don't wait. They'll be cheap. Yeah. I mean, if, you're, if, you, if you absolutely need to wait to your next paycheck or whatever, that's understandable. But 
Get it as soon as you can. It just yeah. makes it you have easier for sell. You. Your body. Your grandma has stuff you can sell. Yeah. She won't mind it if you take it without yeah. asking. Go down to the pawn shop. There's a movie I saw. Do that your was part. That. Requiem for a Dream. Oh, yeah. That's a nice family movie. <laughs> we watch it for Thanksgiving every I did, year. I'd go take a bath after yeah. I watch that movie. That's a classic. Uh, but if you want to come to SoCal Open and you missed out on the 40K Champs, fill out the uh, waitlist form. It's on the ticket itself in the web cart. And, of course, we still have room in the 40K narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kill Team, Shadespire, Age of Sigmar. There's still yeah, switch to Age of Sigmar. You can play that. The 30K narrative event. Um, you can come and play in those games as well. But we're very excited. SoCal Open at 256 makes it one of the big boys. Can we fit that many people on the beach? It, the beach is pretty big, dude. Is it possible? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad. We'll have the cruise ship full of babes pull nice. up. Nice. Okay. And we'll, that's where the overflow. The pontoon boat that yeah. comes out with just rocking... <laughs> Some 80s white metal. Yeah. Uh, like White Snake or something. Yeah. Butt metal. That's what I was thinking of. No, butt metal? I thought right. it was called. Ah, oh, whatever. Uh, oh, that's another podcast. Yeah. We can go into that yeah. on uh, Signals from the yeah. Frontline After Dark. <laughs> so it, it's going to be great. And of course, now it's exciting to see that in just the third year, yeah. it's hitting the, the, the what we call like the super major uh, zone where you hit 256 and up. That's larger than the Bay Area Open, right? It is. For the 40K. Interesting. It's as big as Adepticon. It's as big as uh, Nova Open was. Nova actually expanded this year. Nice. I think they're at 300. Um, But yeah, the 256 mark is kind of like, when you hit that, it's it's uh, not even a national level of man. It's like a world level of man at that point. So uh, very exciting stuff. And of course, because of the venue, we have room to grow. But this year, that's as comfortable as we felt growing it. So uh, very excited to see where the SoCal Open goes. I think in a couple of years, it's going to be three, four, maybe even 500 person event. And I think it's it's the weekend before Halloween. It is. So you can dress up if you Ooh. wanted to. We should have a costume contest though. Ooh, at the SoCal Open? Yeah. <laughs> and we could have like a, um, you know, like all those things that uh, when you were a kid, you know, you went to like a haunted house and they have like worms in like a, you know, a bucket and like apple picking contests. I don't know where you grew up. I don't dude. know. This would be. <laughs> That's not what we did when oh, I was a okay. kid. That'd be fun. All right. So let's talk about the new Space Marines. So obviously, there's way more to say than we can possibly talk about in this one podcast. It's it's massive. I mean, just the base book has uh, so much information. So what I wanted to do was talk about kind of like not try to go through everything. Let's talk about like some of the big picture stuff, like. Take it in, um, you know, 30,000 feet above, so to speak. And then we're going to hop into the chat as well so we can answer yeah. questions as they come. Uh, so big thing, first of all, Space Marines, a ton of points adjustments. ton of points adjustments. Yeah. Um, most stuff went down. A couple things went up. Like some of the big ones, like Thunder Hammer's now like 40 points. Yeah. Um, and that was because the game developers saw it. That was the only melee weapon that they were saw being taken. Mm-hmm. So they were like, well, it's too good. The points went up. But so many units got cheaper. Um, you really want to go in and check that out because a lot of the things that, that you maybe weren't using because they were too expensive or things that you were using have gone down in points. And right. it's, it's really going to help. The other part of it is all the chapter tactics got buffed. We've already talked about that to an extent. But yeah. basically, every chapter tactic got another thing. Right. right? Like Raven Guard are now, if you're infantry in cover, you're minus one to hit. If you're more than 12 inches away, um, you count as being in, in uh, cover. And uh, vehicles get Chapter Tactics 2, which is a like huge, huge change. 
huge, as our president would say. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that by itself is a game changer for space marines. But when it really gets spicy is when you dig in a little bit further. And if you take a pure space marine army, meaning everyone is from the same chapter, mm-hmm. you get really, really big buffs. The, the, the doctrines, which we've already seen, are um, uh, extremely powerful. So the Devastator Doctrine, which you start the game in, is uh, uh, heavy weapons and grenades get an additional uh, minus one AP, which is huge. Mm -hmm. And then on turn two, you can go to the Tactical Doctrine. Assault weapons and rapid fire weapons get an additional AP, big deal. And then turn three, you can go to the Assault Doctrine, which melee weapons and pistols get an additional minus one AP. Uh, There is a stratagem that lets you go back one. Uh, So if you're in the Tactical Doctrine, you can go back to Devastator. If you're in Assault, you can go back to Tactical. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, and this is my really my only complaint with this codex, is there's no way to push forward into uh, a doctrine faster. Yeah. Um, so now, like ultramarines can't, they have ways to uh, make one unit count as if they're in mm-hmm. the tactical doctrine in addition to another doctrine. It's really strong. But generally speaking, like the melee oriented uh, chapters, it's, it, my, my prediction is that they're going to be less popular, even though they're very good. They're going to be less popular because they don't hit maximum strength until turn three. And in 8th edition, uh, by turn 3, often half or more of your army is already dead. Mm-hmm. So that, it's a little disappointing, like especially well, for white But scars. you can also hold back your uh, assault units. Like a lot of them have abilities to be held back. So jump pack, assault marines, um, terminators, assault terminators, those types of things you can hold back until turn 3. Yep. And be like, now I'm going to come down. And there are a lot of ways to get a good charge off. Um, so I don't think it's horrible. It's it's not but, it's not the, end right. of the world. Sometimes by turn three, most of your stuff's gone in this edition, which is yeah. how it goes. It's 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 not the end of the world. It is annoying as hell, um, and that's why I think uh, white scars and black templars are going to be less popular, mm-hmm. strictly because the the chapters that begin the game that that they're hit peak efficiency in the Devastator Doctrine. Yeah, um, they're going to be at maximum impact the whole right. game. Yeah, right, like. But a, lot, a lot of those assault armies do have elements of rapid fire and assault weaponry, though. Yep. You know, like white scars have storm bolters, so people are going to be really be benefiting from it, from from going into the tactical doctrine on turn two. You know, and it's like looking at white scars specifically. Um, you know, you want with white scars, you're going to want to build an army that's going to be uh, kind of play towards the way that the fluff would have you do it. Like you want right. some heavy weapon units that are going to benefit from the devastator doctrine, right. for example. Um, you could take uh, assault uh, attack bike squads yeah. and white scars, um, they ignore the penalty for moving and shooting for bikes. Right. So then you could have attack bikes with a heavy bolter and um, uh, mm-hmm. twin bolter. Turn one, their bolters are AP2. Right. Turn two, their uh, twin bolters are right. AP1. That's why I think they're going to be really good because they're, they're, they're going to have so many storm bolters firing yep. at an AP1 is fantastic. Yep. What, uh, is, what does Khan do again? Because he's not on a bike. No, he there is Khan on a bike. No, and, it doesn't say it's Corsair Khan. It just it just says it's a Khan on a bike. Well, if you look at it. Whatever. Khan on like bike, the, which is like their captain, because that's what they call their captain. Well, he, so he doesn't actually get a, a bike anymore because it doesn't say it's. Remember, it was called something. Moondragon. Right. Does it still call that? Well, whatever. I just, I mean, I it doesn't matter. I thought that was interesting, but it, you know, for a fluff perspective, I think they have yeah. to do that because he's become a Primaris Marine. Yes, so you can still take a, a con on a bike. Which is like their captain. Um, we, that's one version of it. Yeah. 
but he has rights of battle, and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. But Kosoro Khan himself add one wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons by models and friendly white scars mm-hmm. units that have made a charge move mm-hmm. or have been charged or heroic intervention. So plus, yeah. he, gets, he gives you veterans of the long war yeah. within six inches on the turn that you charge. It's extremely right. good. Um, and to talk about the point you made earlier, so there's ways, like with white scars, you're going to want to keep uh, melee units off the table probably mm-hmm. until turn two or three. Yeah. White scars can get plus three to charge. Mm-hmm. So that means coming out of reserves, it's only a six-inch charge, which is very, very doable. Yeah, It's easily doable. And the way that they can do that um, in one of their unique warlord traits, everybody within six inches gets plus one to advance and charge. Yeah. And remember, white scars can advance and charge. They can fall back and charge. Yeah. And if you take jump pack um, um, units... They can leave combat, shoot, and charge, and act. Yeah, so you would just throw Khan into one of the Premier's transports, kind of have him pal around to where you want your charge to happen. And on that turn, he pops out, your assault marines drop down, and there you go. You got a stew. Yep. Um, the, the bummer is you can't put him in, I know people don't like land raiders, but like putting him in a land raider with some assault terminators, you know? It's not amazing, cause just because so much can kill a land raider immediately, but I don't know. Yeah, it's it's... There's a lot of combos that you're going to be able to find, right? And with White Scars, it's going to be kind of a... It's going to be different. I think they're... And again, unfortunately, I think they're going to be one of the less popular chapters because it's going to be more difficult to play them. Mm -hmm. I still think they're really, really good. Yeah. Because if you go pure White Scars, when you're in the Assault Doctrine, melee weapons get plus one damage, which is mental. That's mental. That means a double Chainsword Vanguard Vet on the charge because of the changes to Angels of Death. Can they still take that because they did change they the wording up for vanguard no, they, veterans they, to my knowledge they okay because you used to be able to take two pistols and you can't anymore um i believe that they can still do it but uh assuming that they can and i believe they can i thought i checked it mm-hmm. it's that one vanguard vet because of the angels of death with right. plus one charge attack on the charge or when you're charged or heroically intervening yeah they would have five uh ap1 two damage chain sword attacks and then they could also be plus one to wound right that's so even they'll kill anything they charge. Even regular assault marines with yep. chain swords are going to be amazing on the assault. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's it, and there's all kinds of fun stuff you can do. Like yeah. one of the more popular um, uh, units in the game now mm-hmm. are Vanguard vets, right? Like there's only a couple Space Marine builds that are winning games right now. It's the Repulsor, Predator, Eliminator, Bobby yeah. G list, and then there's also the it's not pure space marines, but you're seeing vanguard vets with like Bobby G and stuff. Right. And you're taking the super cheap storm shields, and you're taking uh, you know thunder hammers and stuff. That unit now, especially with white scars, is going to be incredibly uh, hard hitting. Like. So the do land speeders um, benefit from the devastator doctrine, or is it just infantry? No, everybody does. Anything that has the angels of death yeah. rule. If you if you've got, the... I'm just wondering because I'm thinking like now that you're talking about, I'm thinking of white scars builds, and I, I think a really good build would just be a lot of bikes, land speeders, and assault marines. I mean, you could like because you can turn one. If I'm not 100 percent sure, but if if the land speeders have use of the devastator doctrine, that's turn one to get move, get into position, pepper the enemy without the minus one to hit mm-hmm. while the bikes are moving up. Well, the, the, the land speeders don't three. get it; it's only bikes. Um, yep, and they don't have the bike keyword. No. So you could take like attack bikes, uh, you could take mind. regular bike squads. Yeah. Um, and then there's all kinds of fun stuff they can do. They can advance and charge. Um, yeah. There's a basic stratagem for... Yeah. Uh, well, but they still, but they, yeah, oh no, they don't benefit. Well, Space Marines have a basic um, stratagem for bikes where they get a four up save if they move, they get a three up invul save all if right. they advance. 
Well, but white scars, land speeders, do they benefit from the doctor, the attack, the um, the white scar special rule, where they're heavy weapons if they move and shoot, or is that only bikes? Only bikes. Dang it! That's only a bikes. That's a mess yeah. right there. Yeah. Because if they had the speeder rule. No, it's oh, it's it's only bikes, but then they're the uh, the land speed. Like if you a, uh, took a land speeder typhoon, they'd be right. hitting quite hard. Um, but yeah, it's only bikes. Okay, never mind. And then you think about some of the other combos you could do, right? With white scars, aggressors, or or right. something like that, right? They could um, uh, uh, advance a charge, and there's all you get plus one to wound with their power fist, and then when they're in position, they can start shooting. But really, you want to be using uh, like fast moving hard hitting units and it's very true to the lore exactly right um, and then you might want to take a couple static units to sit back and, and pew pew mm -hmm. but uh really your big punch with the white scars is going to be when you get that extra damage in melee because it's insane the damage output you're going to be doing yeah with that um yeah. and there's, there's all I, kinds you of can fun make stuff. good armies with them if you are an aggressive player and you want to make a very fast moving highly aggressive assault army a space marine army White Scars, so far, seems to be the way to do it. Yeah, and it's, they've got some really fun stuff, like Ride the Winds, the Psychic Power I was talking about. It's only Warp Charge 6, and you pick a unit within 12 inches, and you get plus 2 to advance and charge rolls. Nice. So, if, like, it's insane how fast they are, right? Like a you, bike. You can drop that Vanguard Veteran unit, hit him with that Psychic Power, and, and then like, there's I a, got the charge. And there's a Warlord trait that's plus yeah. 1 to advance and charge within 6 inches. Yep. So, you could take, yeah, the big unit of 10 Vanguard Vets, just make them just murder machines yep. in melee, and then you pop that power on them to yep. turn they come down. Cons around there as well. Yeah. Oof. So, then, I mean, theoretically, you could go into a knight with four damage thunder hammers that are plus one to wound mm -hmm. um, with, you know, what would that be? Three attacks per Vanguard vet on the charge. Like, you'll kill damn near anything you hit. Rerolling uh, hits because con. And then ones to wound if you have someone yeah. around that to do it. So... It's it it's real the, the the main thing to take away from where the space marines are at right now is that their offense is hyper powered, mm -hmm. right? They still die like marines, and that's the thing I'm interested to see when it goes into the meta, how good they actually are because there are some concerns that they might be too good, but they still die like marines. And in most games, when you're taking you know infantry based marine armies, most infantry are dead by mid to late game. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes and. Just to throw out some more of the cool White Scar stuff um, that you can do. Uh, let me see. They can, uh, they can advance and shoot without penalty. Um, that's a really good one. Subtract, they can get minus one to hit for a unit. Um, really good to give, buff up your, your defense. Yeah. It's like you have a big bike unit or something like that. Um, you can bike have units be good in close combat or is it more, are they just more tough? Yeah, they're more of a shooting unit. Yeah. Um, but you know, you can make them very durable yeah. with the uh, white scars. Right. And I'm assuming like white scars, um, officers, captains, and what are on bikes are going to be very good as well. They can be. Yeah. Yeah. They can be really good. Uh, and there's all kinds of fun stuff to increase your movement. Um, they have really good psychic powers in my opinion, like uh, 12 inch subtract one from enemy leadership and they take minus one, uh, I'm sorry, 18 inch. Mm -hmm. It's minus one to hit minus one leadership to an enemy unit. It's really good. Mm -hmm. Um, they have a couple of ones to do mortal wounds. But um, the real, the bread and butter powers for them is going to be the increased movement. Um, and then the debuff your opponent, make a minus one leadership, minus one to hit. Those are the ones that, in my opinion, are going to be where yeah. it's at. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, just like sitting here talking for the last 10, 15 minutes about White Scars has really kind of changed my, my mind on them. They're, they're, gonna, they're not going to be as popular, mm -hmm. but 
they can be good. Right, and because if, if you're a White Scars player and you're worried about your army that you already have, you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then another fun psychic power, one that's going to be extremely good. Um, 12-inch range, warp charge 6. You cast it on one of your units. That unit cannot be overwatched. So, like, say you're playing Tau, and then you've got your big unit of Vanguard vets that drop down. You give them the plus 2 to charge, mm -hmm. can't be overwatched, and then they go in and they just smash. And uh, a really good combo there, too, is now onto the chapter, the attack twice stratagem works on any unit in the codex. It's not just... Uh, like characters it was like before if i remember correctly it was only like infantry or bike characters like it was very very limited um but now you can do it with uh with anybody so yep or maybe am i thinking of the one that let you attack when you died well anyway i can't remember now um so really cool there's a lot of good stuff there yeah. uh, in the book for white scars and uh well, let's talk about ultramarines too um ultramarines are going to be uh I think people are going to like kind of like stray away from them because there's going to be so many other shiny things coming out with the codex. Uh, some of the other chapters are like ludicrously strong. Yeah. But Ultramarines are still extremely good. Just for the characters. They have the best I think characters. You're going to still yeah. see a lot of people playing them just because of the what you can do with their characters. The other codexes, the other chapters just don't have the variety that they have. Yeah, they have so many characters. Yeah. And they're also good. Like Tigerius is the best Psyker available to Space Marines, period. Yeah, now um, even better as a Primaris. Yeah. yeah. And the White Scars do have a relic that gives you plus one to cast um, their the White Scars powers. Mm -hmm. So again, some of those abilities that you're going to want to be using, like the plus two to your charge, yeah. can't overwatch me, it's super reliable to get them off. Mm -hmm. So White Scars have some really good stuff going on there. Ultramarine's Tiger Primaris, Tigerius has plus one wound, plus one attack. Yeah. But he also has uh, plus one to cast and reroll casts. So he's, he's ultra reliable. Yeah to get some of these powers off. And since I'm talking about it, that's a good thing to mention, is uh, some of the core stuff in the Space Marine book got changed. You really want to go and read it again. Mm -hmm. uh, like Null Zone, which used to be a power you didn't see taken very much. It's now one of the, I, I, in my opinion, it's one of the best powers in the game now. It's a Warp Charge 7 instead of 8. Mm -hmm. 8 made it really difficult to cast. 7 is much more doable. And it's uh, units within six inches have their invul taken away, not models. Wow. So that's a great. Yep. Yep. It's still really tough to get it to get your psyker in range to do it. It's it, it's very hard. You want to, you know, if you're running Tigerius, you could put him in the Space El Camino, the Invictus, mm -hmm. the new, because you can move and then get out, and then that might get you into range. Yeah. Um, or you're gonna want to put it like a, a librarian on like a jump pack. Mm -hmm. um, and then some of the other chapters uh, have ways to make it easier to do. But uh, Tigerius is going to be the most reliable at getting it off. And if you get Tiggy into the right spot and you pop that power and get it off, because for him it's only a six with a reroll. It's very reliable. Mm -hmm. That's game winning. I mean, it's so, so strong. So if you're playing against Space Marines, be aware of that. It's a big, it's a big deal power. It's like, I, I think Death X is still better. But this can be more devastating because it can impact more units. Mm -hmm. So that's something you want to be uh, prepared for if you're facing Space Marines. And some of the stuff like the Shield Eternal got nerfed pretty hard. Um, the Banner of the Emperor Ascendant, which was like in every Space Marine list that wasn't yeah. a vehicle-based list, that got nerfed. Uh, so just be aware of that. The you regular to... Banner got nerfed a little bit as well, right? No, it's the same. Because it, But it used to be an automatic, right? If somebody died, you would make it's a shooting attack? Four up. It's always been a four up? Yeah. Okay. The, the Banner of the Emperor was on a three up, but we found, mm -hmm. we found in testing it was too strong with how powerful Marines are now. Got it. 
And that's the same reason why uh, uh, Bobby G mm -hmm. doesn't have a full reroll wound aura anymore. Yeah. Because it was it was so overpowered. Yeah. Um, and people out there listening might disagree with that, and they might think it was a bad idea. Uh, I knew when this codex came out, the first thing people were going to look at was like, "Oh, Bobby G got nerfed." Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. Marines hit so freaking hard now that it it would have been ludicrous, mm -hmm. like keeping it. When you have uh, veteran intercessors with 41 AP2 right. shots uh, and with four reroll, it was, it was dumb. So G-Man now is more of a beat stick character than just sitting back in the back line um, buffing everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what you're going to see him. And I think a lot more people are going to take uh, Calgar now because yeah. Calgar is cheaper and he has a lot of the same benefits. Mm -hmm. um, the the um, And then some of the other characters got slightly changed. Some of them went down in points. Cronus is a little bit more, he could be putting more vehicles now. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the main thing though, with Ultramarines, that makes them so good. And I want people to not like, well, do whatever you want. But when you start seeing some of the other chapters, like Salamanders and Imperial Fists hit so hard, it's crazy, yeah. right? So a lot of people are gonna get drawn to the, the shiny new thing. Mm -hmm. Ultramarines are still amazing. So when you go pure Ultramarines, when the tactical doctrine is active, models with this ability that moved in your movement phase but did not advance or fall back act as if they didn't move at all. Mm -hmm. That's that's huge. Imagine a unit of aggressors uh, moving up the table, double shooting every single time. Mm -hmm. It's nuts, right? Uh, tactical marines with a heavy or with a heavy weapon or whatever, or dev devastators moving and shooting with no penalty, mm -hmm. plus getting the benefit of all the other stuff that they get from being in the, the Doctrine. That's really, really, really strong, right? So <clears throat> Ultramarine players are gonna wanna take, um, or one of the other things too, is that your uh, all your infantry with the Bolter Discipline rule will always be double tapping, Yeah. right? Very good. It's super good. It, it, it's not as shiny as some of the other stuff you're gonna see, mm -hmm. but it, it's very, very strong. Um, Ultramarines also have uh, some really good uh, relics. Their psychic powers are pretty strong. Although I think with Tigerius, you're going to be taking a lot of the basic powers, like Null Zone and stuff. Um, and they have some really cool uh, uh, stratagems. Uh, one of the ones that always pops out is being able to, for one CP, you can make a unit count as being in the Tactical Doctrine and whatever other Doctrine you're in. So like on turn one, you could have a unit counting as being in both. Mm -hmm which can be super strong for something like a repulsor or whatever yeah. um, uh, that lets you, you know, gain the benefit of both doctrines. It's very strong. Um, tons of cool stuff in there. So I think Ultramarines are not going to be as popular as they were, but there's still a lot to love with them. Um, so the double shooting Ultramarine aggressors was intentional, says Axis of HP. Uh Yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty, pretty obvious. Um, if they do change it in the FAQ, then, you know, color me wrong. But mm -hmm. to my knowledge, it, it, it's meant to work that way. Um, yeah. Now people will start be playing Manny C, says Rad Bully instead of Bobby G. Um, so the, the, the two supplements there, again, there's so much more to talk about. Yeah. It's ridiculous. We can't cover it all. But uh, another fun thing to note is there's a new type of uh, war gear called uh, Special Issue War Gear. And there's a stratagem that lets you upgrade a sergeant to take one of these things. So that's fun. Another cool little small thing that a lot of people might have missed is you can take as many extra relics as you want, and it's only one CP per extra relic. You don't, it's not, you know, 
buy two for three and then you're tapped out. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have access to a lot more of this fun stuff in your <clears throat> Space Marines army. Nice. Yep. You can, uh, you can give another uh, HQ a Warlord trait. That's a big deal uh, because some of the Warlord traits that are specific to the chapters, are they're so good. Um, so you're going to want to have access to more than one of them to, to really max things out. And it's these layered combos of rules for playing a pure Space Marine army that's going to make these guys so strong. Mm-hmm. And I really like that, too. And I'm, I'm curious to see what other people have to say about it. I think it's going to be ultra popular. But I like the idea that they're giving you an, an incentive to play a pure army instead of punishing you. Right? Soup armies are the top performing armies in the game, more or less. Uh, and it's because it's only benefits. Mm -hmm. The more detachments you take, the more CP you get. Um, the more different armies you're drawing from, the more variety you get. But at heart, I think most people want to play the game with a pure army. It, it just goes with the fluff. It's the way you've always read right. it. And it's, it's not to say that that's the right way to play. It's, I'm not saying that. It's just that I think most people want to, but they don't. They feel disincentivized to do so. Right. But now you're getting massive buffs by playing a themed army, which I think is great. Yeah, I hope to see it going forward. And it probably is something that we'll see going forward. I think Games Workshop always has their pulse on the community and what people really want. And I think people would prefer to play like pure Eldar or Dark Eldar or Harlequins or space marines or guard i think people do it for the game thematically it feels more natural to the fluff I, I, to me at least i mean there's some argument about imperium but um one thing that we do know is that when this is released on saturday we're going to see a lot more variety yep a lot more variety we're not going to see as many um, you know, uh, blood angel smash captains with um, with knights with a guard detachment you know, which is... Yeah, I mean, Space Marines are still, despite being one of the weakest armies, mm -hmm. the, I don't want to say that. They're on the lower end of the power spectrum. They're still one of the most popular armies in the game, right? Mm -hmm. You'd be shocked how many people play bring Space Marines to tournaments. Yeah. And now we're going to see a ton of them. Um, Acts of Entropy, I agree with you in the chats, mentioning all the things he likes are the things we basically just uh, listed. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you're going to see a lot of it. My hope is that you see a lot of the chapters represented, not just one or two. Yeah. Like right now, you you basically only see Ultramarines. And it'd be cool to see, you know, some of these other ones because they're, they're so strong, I think you will. And my prediction, again, is I think Iron Hands, Imperial Fists, Salamanders are going to be the most popular. Mm -hmm. My personal favorite are Raven Guard, and I can't wait to talk about them. And we will once we can. But they're all good. They all have something to offer. And uh, this is a book that's going to be a treasure trove of ideas and lists that we haven't even that we haven't even There's had time so to think much. about. There's so, so much. much. We're going to be seeing like combos and stuff for years. Yeah, I mean, you can make your own chapter. It's new. It's right? a, it's all new. Yeah, you can. Yeah, then make your own chapter. Pick your own uh, chapter tactics. I, I don't think it's going to be popular in competitive play because you lose so much. And you don't get the characters. You, you lose so yeah. much when you make your pick your own chapter. But mm -hmm. it's for someone who, who really is into yeah. that, it's cool. Um, and again, like I was saying before, you want to really go through and read everything again. Like the Teeth of Terra now is amazing. Instead of Smash Captain with a Thunderhammer, you're going to see Smash Captains with the Teeth of Terra. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, it's a strength plus one. AP2, two damage, plus three attacks. Mm -hmm. So uh, a smash captain with a storm shield and a chain sword is really cheap, and he'll have eight attacks on the charge that are strength five, AP2, two damage. Yeah. If you're a white scar on turn three, they're three damage. Mm -hmm. um, very, very strong. The one, and, thing and that my, the one thing that I immediately picked up on, though, 
is that unfortunately the Space Marines Codex is making Terminators worse because it, it everything everything is damaged too now. Like I said, like a bolter now kills a Terminator. You're like, oh great. Like I was saying last week, when we found Marine on Marine fights with the new rules, they obliterate each other. Mm-hmm. It's a bloodbath because all the increased AP yeah. against Marines is, is brutal. And Great Ice players, like we basically got a new codex. Yeah. Plus one attack, baby. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. So it's literally a new codex. It's nice. It helps. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is, it's pretty gnarly though. Like when we played Marine on Marine fights, we're like, oh man, yeah. you were just picking up models left and right. Um, whether you like that or not remains to be seen, but uh, it's really who shoots at who first. It's who who yeah. shoots who first yeah. is usually going to deliver a pretty crushing blow. But then there's so many tricks, like we were talking about with the white scars, where you can come out of reserves and not be Overwatch and yeah. have a high probability of making a very devastating charge. Like there's lots of other stuff going on. It's not just a shootout. Um, but you know, with some of the chapters, which I'm dying to talk about them, I wish I could. But like some of the chapters are there, like. Like Iron Hands, for example, I will say this. Mm-hmm. That's, an, that's a chapter that's going to be super easy to play. They have really good defense, which makes them very forgiving. Mm-hmm. And they shoot like the Dickens, and you don't have to be a genius to play the army. You basically yeah. just take the coolest shooty things you got, put them next to the support characters, and let her rip. Uh, and that's why I think they're going to be the most popular chapter, because they're going to be easy to play, very good, very forgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's some of the other chapters that hit like a truck. Yeah. Um, so... Lots of fun stuff. Again, go double check everything. Uh, a lot has changed. It's a lot of it's subtle changes. Like the, what I said with Null Zone, made it go from an obscure power to being one of the like, it'll become like a death text. People just fear it. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of little things that have been done like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, chaplains uh, also now get uh, Litany's of Battle. Mm-hmm. On a three up, you can get some pretty incredible buffs, like plus one to wound in the shooting phase against the nearest enemy unit. That's huge. Like if you have a unit come down out of a drop pod, um, you know, with special issue war gear, uh, special issue bolter veteran stern guard that have gotten cheaper, and you pop their strat, they're pl- they have AP two guns that are plus two to wound, and then if you're in the tactical doctrine, you have AP three guns that are plus two to wound. It's mm-hmm. insane. It, it, and if you're imperial fist, as we've already seen, you could also have exploding sixes. Yeah. So it, it, it's nuts. And then of course, be remiss not to mention the change to drop pods. Uh, drop pods now ignore the tactical reserves rule. It's a big, very big deal. So they can come in on turn one, they can come in later in the game, um, and you can actually, as it reads now, uh, do a full null deploy army if you go all draw pods. I don't personally think it's gonna be that great of an army mm-hmm. myself, but you could, and I could be wrong. Yeah. You know? uh, there's just a lot of things that can counter it in the meta. You leave yourself really exposed. Like if you play a guard army and they go first, and they just move, move, move all over the board, you're hosed. Yeah. So, I think what you'll see is uh, people taking a couple of drop pods mm-hmm. with a real, you know, hammer punch yep. unit coming out of it. Uh, Axis of Entropy, don't successors only lose the unique units and half the relics? Well, you, you lose a lot. Um, and it, there's a difference between successor chapter, chapters and choose your own adventure chapters, right? So those are different layers of um, the way things work. So, and that's a big topic. Uh, so I think we'll leave that maybe for a later discussion. Okay. But there, there's a lot to go over there. Just take it to the bank. In my opinion, I don't think you're going to see as much of that. Right. Unfortunately, we're going to see a lot of blue scars. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, it's you, know, you don't you can't expect yeah. someone to paint an entirely new army. Right. Um, and at the end of the show, we'll answer some more questions too for people about Space Marines, those of you who are hanging with us yeah. through this uh, challenging um, uh, broadcast. But... The new Space Marines uh, 
kind of like if we're going to wrap it up in one, I think one sentence is imagine Space Marines now who mm -hmm. are one of the lower performing armies in the game and imagine their offense being multiplied times two, maybe even times three. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's what you have. Um, each chapter has got like five pages of stratagems, 12, war, no, 18 warlord traits to choose from because you also have the Phobos um, uh, choices mm -hmm. and you have, you know, 12 psychic powers. So the, the, the variety per each chapter is bananas. Yeah. Um, it's it's a lot. It's yeah. it's a lot to even take in. Yeah. Like I've read through all three of those books, and it's still just like it's overwhelming. There's a lot of yeah. new stuff. It's gonna take a while. And yeah. if you're if you're worried about playing against the new Space Marines, just remember they still die the mm -hmm. just as fast as they did before. Yeah, still bring your castlings. <laughs> yeah, bring two. Yeah, that's my that's my tactic. I, I'm just I can't wait to see what the, what the meta does with it. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm really excited for that. Uh, and then the exception to that, and we'll talk about more when we can. Iron hands, on the other hand, are going to be very durable. Um, nice. So that's going to be a different as they should beast. be. Yeah, yeah, if it's the lore. So why don't we jump into some ITC news and updates? And of course, we're going to be talking more about Space Marines as we yeah. go. It's just there's just way too much to go over. In, Is this in, real in for one weekend? That is one weekend. Holy moly! Yeah, I think yeah. it might be the busiest weekend we've seen. Yeah, slow uh, down, guys. No, speed up. <laughs> Keep it going. So the 40K, uh, I'm sorry, the ITC, as always, uh, you can support it through the Patreon fiscally. Mm -hmm. You can do so for as little as a dollar a month. And we really appreciate it. The ITC costs a lot of money yeah. to, to keep it going. It's tens of thousands of dollars per year. Mm -hmm. Comes right out of our pockets. Yep. So uh, Comes out of our mouths. <laughs> Will you spit money out? It means that we don't get fed. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Takes it off our plates. And it, uh, it really helps to keep the whole thing yeah. going. So if you like the ITC, you think it's been good for your hobby, mm -hmm. consider supporting if it. If you like video casts like this one today, support us. If you like freedom. <laughs> if, if you, you like, like truth and justice. 1997 era local TV debate. They were better than the, than the, the stream today. <laughs> but those of you watching on uh, YouTube or listening on iTunes. They have no idea what's happening. the same old thing. Alrighty. So this weekend, I don't know, we have 30-something events. It's Let's insane. Let's talk about the big boys. Insane. So we have, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six GTs this weekend and two majors. That's insane. Uh, the first one, the Jester's Ball GT, and that's in Langley, British, BC, USA. Yeah, Langley, British Columbia, USA. USA. All right, that one got messed up. USA. So click on the link and see where it's actually located. It's somewhere. Unless there is a British Columbia, USA, which I don't think so. Um, what, you going to investigate it right now? Yes. Okay. There you go. There we go. It is in British Columbia. Canada. Canada. <laughs> so someone, well, didn't, someone didn't put that one in right. It could be USA. That's okay. All right. Uh, and then we have another GT, Vulcan Summer Barbecue in wow, Aberdeen, sounds fun. Washington. Uh, that should be fun. Uh, Vulcan's Barbecue is pretty funny. Yeah, I like that. The meat's probably over. It sounds like it's going to be fun. Waka waka. Uh, the Kata Cup 2019, 140K Grand Tournament in Manchester Park. Or Manchesney Man Park, yeah, Illinois. Yeah, not, not that cool. 2019 War on the Shore GT at Game Corp, Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, we have a major, the Capital City Bloodbath coming up. I feel like we've been talking about this one for a while. Uh, and that's uh, this coming weekend mm -hmm. in uh, Ottawa, Canada. Uh, we have another major, the War Games Con, 40K Championships in Austin, Texas. Battle for Maryland 29 GT in Lutherville to Memoriam, Maryland. That's a <laughs> What a name, name, huh? And the Dark... Artisan Open in Houghton La Spring, United Kingdom. Very nice. Nice. 
Very cool. So we have uh, quite a few Age of Sigmar events coming up as well. We have yeah. the Oro Fanaticus Club Challenge in uh, Vancouver, Washington. A uh, major War Games Con, and that's in Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. And the Capital City Bloodbath Age of Sigmar GT, which is in Ottawa. Pretty cool. Your current 40K ITC top five, Jim Vessel continues to lead the pack, followed mm -hmm. by his arch rival, TJ Lanigan. Yeah, but there, there are people nipping at some heels here. Yeah, I mean, Jim's still got a pretty comfortable lead. It's a good lead. There's still some big events going on. Um, but the, the following three people are very close to TJ. Yeah, we got Manny Chima out of the UK in third place. Nick Nanavati coming out of the coming out of the out of nowhere. Out of the woodwork. Into fourth. And we got Richard Siegler in fifth. Well done. All the rats coming out. All the rats leaving the sinking ship. Wait, <laughs> no, that's not right. No, uh, but I get it. 40K ITC hobby track top five. Jim Vessel continues to lead with a sizable uh, lead over Paul Winters, who is now in second place, bumping Lou Rollins into third. Oh, Lou. Who won it last year. We yeah. got Jason Bird in fourth, Tyson Aguilar in fifth. 5.05. All right. Points. And then we got uh, Jeremy Vessier in first place for the Age of Sigmar competitive track. The French Overlord has displaced the Jersey Kid. Mm. Matt Pashby, who is now in second, Paul Drazerski in third, Dutch Adams in fourth, and Alex Gonzalez in fifth. The hobby track top five. We got Rich Waters leading the pack. Matt Beasley in second, Jack Ballard in third, Ricky Fisher in fourth, and Matthias Crucial in fifth. Shades by our current top five, we've got Tony, Tony Field in first, Ivan Cho in second, Jonathan Colson in third, Philip Santa Maria in fourth, Kevin Cruz fifth, and Kill Team top five, Michael T. Holy sitting in first place, mm. followed by Frank Dalicus in second, Tyler Hill in third, Ryan Hebb in fourth, and Georgia Garnett in fifth. Very cool. Let's take a look at last weekend's uh, top four placements in any GT or larger event. Next week, that's going to be a long-ass list. Oh, oh boy. So, Hammer Wrath, yeah. which happened here at uh, Game Empire Pasadena in California. Carlos Kaiser won it with pure custodes. Every single model was Forge World. Very nice. Uh, Jeff Poole got second place with Orcs. Kind of your, your standard build. Mm -hmm. Lots of boys, lots of grots, shock attack guns, and he had tank busters. Uh, Brandon Grant with pure Ash Militarum in... Third, and he's been running a mech list. It's been really, really cool. He has lots of uh, chimeras, two tank commanders, a wyvern, um, and then a ton of Catachan infantry and Borgen. Richard Cozart got fourth with uh, Mixed Chaos, three Disco Lords, Zangars, Chaos Bikers, and uh, the Flawless Host. Pretty cool. Siege World, uh, which was in Missouri. Ben Churwin uh, with Eldar Air Force uh, took first place. Nice. That's the one. That's a special one. You know what? We, like we don't want to focus on negative on okay. this podcast, so we'll let, we'll let the TOs yeah. resolve that. Uh, Reed Stowe with Nurgle Demons got second place. Uh, Nurgle Demons, Zinch Demons, and a Supreme Command of uh, Thousand Suns. Pretty interesting list. Yeah, Richard, that's cool. Yeah, it was cool. I like that. Richard Wendell with Bloody Jewels, Scouts, yep. and Smash Captains, and then Ultramarines, Repulsors, and G-Men. There you go, baby. It's an interesting spin on the list that's been doing really well. I can see that. It's a good combo. Yeah. I liked it. Gilliman currently... Maybe until Saturday, but Gilliman with three repulsors is brutal. Is or really some people are running two, but I say two. I say three. It's brutal. Three, baby. I'm curious to see how that list does with the changes because without the reroll wound aura, that's a big. It's a big setback. Yes. But then gaining AP is a big deal, and then gaining yeah. chapter tactics is mm -hmm. huge. I'm curious to see how that list morphs yeah. as we go. Uh, and then we had Jim Orr in fourth with Orcs, lots of grots, guns, and boys. That's all you need. Uh, the Warzone Gigabytes 3 out there in Atlanta. 
Mark Perry won with mixed demons in a thousand. Uh, what songs. is up? Did somebody just post a list on like DACA and like look it, at this cool list? It's a popular list. Okay. Uh, we had Max Shikard with Tao. Kind of, he had a cool spin on the normal. He had the Riptides. Yeah. He had the broadsides, Mucho drones, but then he had stealth, uh, big unit of stealth suits and a ghost kill, which was mm -hmm. pretty cool. Mariana, we might need uh, some juice to the laptop here. When are you chance. using the charger for this one? Oh, you, you are using it. Okay. If you could. This one needs it. Pretty soon. Uh, and then in third place, we had Steven Mitchell with Necrons. This was an interesting lift. He had two Tesseract, Tesseract arcs, mm -hmm. three Doomsday arcs, and 30 Immortals. Very interesting Necron list. Not... Nice. He had the Doomsday arcs, which we're seeing all the time, but it was uh, kind of a unique spin. Did he have three Tesseract arcs? He had two Tesseract arcs, three Doomsday arcs, and mm -hmm. 30 Immortals. You're not seeing that. So, pretty cool. Uh, John Moore was fourth with Tau. Again, a little bit different. I liked it. He had a bunch of Breachers, Pathfinders, uh, Triple Riptides, which, you know, hey, and uh, a Ghost Keel with uh, a ton of drones, which you kind of have to do. Mm -hmm. uh, then we have the London Open Part 2. Bethany Taylor won with Pure Admech. Uh, with the Night Crusader, 20 breachers, four or five units of four or four units of five, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of rangers with uh, Iron Striders. Really cool list. Uh, very interesting. Alex Petford with Imperium was in second, and he was running Vostroya, mm -hmm. which I thought was very interesting. You don't see that too often. Uh, Tank Commanders, Infantry, the Rusty 17, three Tyrannus Night Crusaders. Pretty, pretty brutal. I like that. Pretty brutal. James Grover uh, with Azuyani in uh, third place. Three Wave Serpents, three Flyers, lots of Dire Avengers, and kind of a smattering of other units. Uh, very interesting. And then we had Liam Royal with mm -hmm. an Eldari Air Force in fourth place. That's the one everyone loves. It's one of the best performing armies in the game right yeah. now. So I went in and did my normal uh, compilation. Um, we're going to wait just a little bit here so Mariana can uh, get back on the, on the comp. But uh, looking at last, fours, uh, last week's top fours in GTs, uh, and then again, this is just my own personal way of scoring them, looking at people on the podium. Four points for first, three for second, one or two for third, one for fourth. Uh, Chaos was, again, the top-performing faction with a, uh, a first and second place, followed by Orcs, Admech, Eldari, Custodes, Tau, Imperium, all the way down to Ash Militarum. Um, so your big winner, Chicken Dinner, Chaos has been kicking ass. Yep. And looking at our nine-week rolling average of who the top factions in the game have been, Imperium still leads mm -hmm. with 69 points. Chaos is in second. It's coming up quick. But look at Imperium has only got three wins. Yeah. Chaos has eight. They've won the most events, and then they've got a ton of second place finishes as mm -hmm. well with 63 points. And then we've got Orcs, Eldari, which is Eldar Soup, largely the Air Force Army, um, kind of coming in there right after that, followed by Tau, Azuyani, Necrons. Yeah, interestingly G enough. People, I think people finally queued into the the what's good with Necron. They are climbing the rankings, yeah. and then you got Gene Sir Cold Drakari Admech, which is the first pure mm -hmm. uh, Imperial faction, followed by Custodes, yep. and then down down the list we go. We should always always mention the one army that's not listed. There's more than one army that's not listed. Are you sure? Yeah, there's it's there's Grey Knights, mm -hmm. Death Watch, Space Wolves. Oh, those are their own and their then, own codexes. Yep. Sorry, Space Wolves. Yeah. Well, there's actually a yeah. player here in Southern California that's, that has been doing very well with Space Wolves. Mm -hmm. but the whole army centers around a Fellblade. Yeah. So it's like, it's the Fellblade army oh. with Space Wolves. So then it support. counts as uh, being Imperium. I mean, it is a Space Wolves army, to be fair. That Fellblade, no, it's a Fellblade's a Space Marine vehicle. Oh, you're so right. It, yeah, it, so it's it is, a super heavy tank. Yeah. Yeah, but it it is a Space Wolf army, but the mm -hmm. whole army is revolving around the Fellblade. Got it. 
So it's not like, I don't know, like a traditional Space Wolf player wouldn't, you know, look at that and go like, oh yeah, that speaks to me as a Space Wolf player. But hey, he's making it work. So let's give him that. Uh, So I I did something fun. Uh, I went in and looked because looking at just the factions that are are doing the best, Mm -hmm. is it indicative of how well that faction is performing? So I did some really simple analysis uh, yesterday while I was hanging out. And uh, if you look at the top performing um, factions, Imperium and then Chaos, et cetera, down the line, I went and I looked how many people are playing those factions in the ITC right now. And then I did a little simple math of kind of dividing how many points per player, looking at top four points, podium placings, is the faction generating compared to how popular it is. And it's really interesting because, first of all, seeing which factions are the most popular was very surprising. So Imperium number one, not really much of a surprise, but they're not the best performing faction as a as an expression of points scored per player in the faction. Got it. Right? They're actually one, two, three, four, five, six. They're the sixth best uh, podium placing faction when you factor in how many people are playing it. Right. And if you look at the number one, the top faction in terms of points scored per player is Chaos, but they're only the fifth most popular faction. So all, just with this very simple analysis, this isn't definitive. Mm-hmm. The 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 best players of the game combined with probably one of the most powerful factions yeah. is actually mixed chaos. So would you say then that Tyranid players are the worst? They're the most, one of the most popular? No, they're not one of the most popular. Got it. But they are the worst players is no, what you're saying. The worst army by my analysis, mm-hmm. which is not definitive. Again, this is just something fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. Astra Militarum is the second most popular faction in the game. Mm-hmm. But it's the third to last in terms of podium performances right. of armies that have actually gotten on the podium. So there's just a lot of bad players and play Astra Militarum. Here's the, that's what you're saying. You heard it here first, guys. Yeah, I guess I'm in that because I, <laughs> I play Astra Militarum all the time. I, this is my favorite ranking that you've done. Uh, but this is the best part. If you took Brandon Grant mm-hmm. out of the Astra Militarum scores, they be they'd last? be tied for last. Nice. So Brandon Grant... He's is, gotten is almost like, all of their points. Yeah, he's he's commissar Yerick yeah. at this point. I was yeah, dying holding that that Imperium up. Yeah, he he's uh he's keeping the old Ash, he's keeping the guard. That is pretty funny. So open. now someone's like, "What do you play?" They're like Astro Militarum, you kind of laugh. You're like, "Well, it's it's <laughs> you're probably one of a, not a good player." I wonder what the reason for it is because they're a really I, in oh. my opinion they're one of the most powerful What's codexes that? in the game, right? right. Like you just added the single which codex. It, it's baffling, just how bad players are for Astro Militarum. And I think it's because there's, there's so much variety that you're just not seeing the absolute devastation that an Astro Militarum, a pure Astro Militarum army can unleash. Because one, yeah. it's not fun one to play that. With so many units and orders, it's just, it's not an easy army to play and do it well and finish a game in two and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. But I've been on the receiving end of a... a a tuned up full Astra Militarum infantry army and it annihilated me turn one. It was awful. They're a really powerful army and there's lots of different ways to play them. And uh, I agree with you. It can be Mm -hmm. a challenge to play them, especially if you have lots of infantry, it can be a challenge to play it. Especially, you know, with move, move, move and fixed bayonets, you're acting twice frequently. Um, But they're really good. I'm I'm surprised how many, how bad they're doing, right? Like without Brandon, there'd be only one other person who's podiumed with them. But this is pure Astro Militarum. Yeah, so sorry that, guys. So if you're listening to this and you're a pure Astro Militarum player, 
you're probably pretty bad. Just go copy Brandon's list. Yeah. Because he's taking a mechanized army, which goes against the grain, mm -hmm. with non-fly keyword mechanized uh, But Space Marines, I mean, Space Marines is right there next to him. Yeah, Space Marines is the third most, pure Space Marines is the third most popular army in the ITC. I yeah. bet that blows people's minds. Yeah. And they're, they're right above guard in terms of performance. Which is at the bottom of the scale, right? <laughs> um, I mean, Blood Angels is above pure space. I Marines. find that a lot of Space Marines players, though, are like guys who will show up with like the Dreadnought from Assault on Black Reach. You know, a couple like third edition Rhinos. You know, they're, they're a, single, a single Vindicator. The captain that they named after their grandpappy, right? Who captain with a plasma pistol, power fist, and a power fist, or a power sword, even better. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Space Marines are that, just I, that. They're I popular. understand. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're just immensely Militarum, I just feel it's hard to play. It, it can be a challenge to play them. Yeah. Yep. So it's really interesting. Like the, the, the two, the, in terms of popularity in the ITC, mm -hmm. registered competitive players, the second and third most popular armies are at the bottom end of the spectrum. And then uh, the second best performing army, Eldari, which is Eldar Soup. Um, they're the 12th most popular faction, which means they're towards the bottom, which is surprising, but they're the second best performing. Uh, and, but those are almost entirely Eldar Air Forces. Uh, forces of the Hive Mind yeah. was next, and they are, are at the bottom. Uh, and that's mixed guard, Gensler, Colt, Tyranids. Mm -hmm. uh, Orcs was coming in next, and they're the seventh most popular faction. Azuyani, which is Craft World Eldar, was next. And again, it's almost entirely flyer armies. Yeah. Uh, ninth most popular. Then Imperium, then Tau, which the, Tau surprised me. Uh, I thought Tau were going to be higher on this little chart. Tower the fourth most popular army in the ITC. But yeah. they I was expecting them to perform better. But yeah. um, there apparently is a lot of casual Tower players out there that maybe mm -hmm. haven't discovered taking three Riptides with a bunch of drones is extremely difficult to The to one thing that I've noticing on your list here is that Gene Sealer Colt and Forces of the Hive Mind are both not very popular armies to play, but they're both relatively well played. Yeah. And I think that's just because that's a it's the same with like that's a that's an army where you see really good players do very well because it's such a hard army to play. Yep. But if you if you if you if it speaks to you and you you understand how to play it, you're just really good. I mean that's what we've noticed at least with um, Gene Sealer Colt specifically. Yeah. When you have yeah. some of the really good players playing Gene Sealer Colt, Nick Nonavati's playing it, Juice right. Frankie's been playing it. Yeah. But it's a very difficult a army, army to play. You need to be a skilled player yep. to play it. Um, and then going down the list, too, you got Necrons. They're up there in the hunt. So anybody who's still banging the drum that Necrons suck, you're, you're wrong. Right. Uh, Admech is the best-performing single-faction Imperium army. Mm -hmm. um, then you got Drakari, Custodes, Blood Angels, Chaos Space, Pure Chaos Space Marines, and then down the line. Yep. So I thought this was really interesting data. Why and are there you, no Grey Knights on here? Yeah, because no one has won, with, except that Australian player, no one's won with Grey Knights. Oh, it's that same list. Um, I haven't. I didn't okay. go that far back in time. Got it. Okay. This is only nine weeks of data. Well, if you would put that Australian player in, they'd be top number one. They'd, they'd be above Tyranids. Yeah. So as we continue to build this, it's going to be interesting to see um, where it's at. Like chaos, mixed chaos, uh, doing really, really well. Significantly better. Like right. Dramatically better than Imperium. Chaos yeah. has a lot of things to choose from, though. Same as Imperium. There's yeah. a lot of codexes you can choose from. People are still keying in on things. Yeah. Like now we're just starting to see these lists with the um, Thousand Suns Supreme uh, Command Attachment. They're very popular. Right. Yeah. That's so really yeah, cool. the next time a Chaos player is, is complaining... Yeah, you tell them to shut up. Just go like, hey, bro. But they're, they're also cosplaying, though. Yeah. They're, they're really LARPing. Been, they've been in that Eye of Terror for like 10,000 years. They're dude. LARPing it. Yeah. 
So let's take a look at these uh, recently completed commissions by the FLG Paint Studio, which you want to check us out at flgpaintstudio.com. Yeah. Uh, always accepting new commissions. We are. And these great these space walls look pretty awesome. Yeah, this is all one commission. Um, it's a tabletop plus, so lots of detail you're seeing here. Um, level two basing, I believe. Um, but yeah, we were talking about this before the show that this is the classic Space Wolf uh, color scheme. Yeah, it just looks so great. I mean, look at the the thing that stands out the most is how the yellow shoulder pads contrast with the D, the clean decal work. It looks, it just looks really good. It does even better in person. It does. Yeah. So this again, this is our uh, tabletop plus, which is the uh, the highest level that we offer for multi model commissions. Um, and as you can see, it just comes out fantastic. Like if if anybody had a full army painted to this standard, I mean, this is. Easily a Return heads. best painter yeah. award. I mean, it's fantastic. Turn heads. Good looking. Yeah, so very happy with that. And we are still accepting applications to paint for our studio. However, um, right now we are pretty full, but it's, it is kind of a revolving. We, we have people who come and go uh, that work with us. So don't let that stop you from uh, turning in your applications to us and, and sending in your work. Yep. But again, it's, it's really important to stress that we are looking for uh, artists who primarily do it full time uh, just because of the uh, the workload. Um, and uh, people who have some experience. So if you're wondering, do you, uh, do you fit the bill? Go ahead and just look at our portfolio page on the Frontline Gaming, uh, the painting site, section of the website. Uh, and if you match up to that, hit us up. Indeed. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and jump into chat for anybody still with us through this challenging stream. And yeah. we'll answer some questions. I think we were just doing audio, so it's not awful to watch. Well, the pictures are appearing in the stream. Oh, so. whoa. It's magic. On the fly. Okay. That's what I like to hear. Uh, salted banana is literally forced to eat bananas, yes. Mm, that's all I eat. salt. He is now the Jersey child. Uh, yeah. Gray King 1711, thank you so much for your subscription for two months in a row. We really appreciate it. Uh, Rad Bully, is Forge World adjusting any points soon? You have to wait and see. Uh, any indication of how they'll handle Dark Angels, but is the Space Wolf, says Axe of Inchby. Uh, again, that's a wait and see question. I'm right. sorry, there's not. And those are their own codex. Like they are space brains, but it's it's like they're different. They're non-codex compliant. Right. Non, uh, and the thing is, is they have their own codex. You can't expect them to to sit and update every single one of those successor or, or those other offshoot chapters every time they update the space brains. It's just that's a lot to ask for. Uh, Stiffneck Studios. So again, the the data I was looking at was percentage of podium placing point like of winning top four baby top four guard at a 47 win percentage means they're just slightly below average 50 percent is perfect and 47 percent win ratio like if you go to a three a six round tournament that means you went three and three which means you finished middle of the pack right we're looking at how frequently among the pool of players playing yeah. that faction are they winning the top four of large events that it's what we've been covering since uh, for the last yeah. nine weeks, yeah. So that those ratios I was just putting up aren't about averages; they're about winning, right? That's winning. That's we events. care about. We're Americans. <laughs> so uh, that's what I was looking at. The 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 chaos, mixed chaos right now uh, are the most winning faction when looked at in terms of how frequently they take a podium spot versus how many people are playing the faction. Uh, Astra Militarum are one of the most pop, they're the second most popular faction in the ITC, but they're n almost never getting the podium spot. So while, yeah, they might be winning half their games, which is fine, mm -hmm. they're not actually winning events. Right. 
that, that was what I was expressing with that. Cali Love, will we be covering the ETC results? Uh, we could take a look at those next week. Um, I think Pablo was super excited to cover that on Chapter Tactics. That's more of his lane. Yeah, so, yeah. you know. It, so check out Chapter Tactics with Pablo. On the Frontline Gaming Podcast, Net, Podcast Network, Chapter FLG, Tactics. PGN. <laughs> it's just FLGN? Or PCN, right? Podcast Network. It's, Podcast One Word. How do you not know this? I don't know. Yeah, you're fired. I can't really read or do math. Yeah. But on the FLGN, uh, Chapter Tactics and uh, 40K Stat Center will be covering that stuff. Um, are the other factions going to be getting combat doctrine style rules? I can't answer questions like that for the Reaper. I'm sorry. Maybe when the new Kodos comes out. You just have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, Michelangelo, I think we can all agree that anyone who doesn't win is a loser. Definitively, yeah. that is correct. That's like America's tagline. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last. Hey, we're 2-0 and right now. What? When, in... World Wars. I'll so, yeah, Ryan pretty Nerd. good. Look at scoreboard. Do you think Crips and Fist players will end up having to count as Imperial Fist or use successor rules from the supplements? Doesn't seem to be room for all eight chapters in the supplements. Crips and Fists are getting stuff. That's all I can say at this point in time. If you're a Crips and Fist player, uh, you're going to have more cool stuff than you've ever had. Uh, yeah. Beyond that, I, you're just going to have to wait and see. I'm sorry. Yeah, the one thing that does rankle me a little bit Tickles my rankles. Is, is that a grindy? is that a um, is that a saying? <laughs> it is now. Does is it, the the comments the, the comments in the poor the poor Games Workshop social media team oh. they have to field in the comment sections and and it's primarily Space Wolf, Dark Angel, and Blood Angel players yeah. that are just they're raging, and I don't get it. I'm like, play Space Marines if you want that. Your army is not a code of Space Marines. Yeah. If you're like an orc player being like, wow, how did the Dark Eldar get this? It's just, if you play one of the other it's chapters... It's not the same thing. They look... I mean, they, they, yes, they wear power armor, but it's not the same army. Just just be patient. Right? Space Marines were the... Like, Chaos Space Marines, Space Marines, the first things out right. the gate. The first things getting... Like, I get, I get why, game. but it's like, a long time ago, Games Workshop made the conscious decision to split off those three armies into their own thing. They're not going to go back and combine them. It's like, I don't know. That, that's just the one thing that really is. Just, just hang in there, yeah. Be cool. Be cool, man. Just be cool. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Stiff Next Studio says, the top performer method is a misleading one. There are so many confounding factors and so few data points if you go week to week. I like where your mind is at, though. Great painting coming out of the studio. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, and the mustache is pretty good. Like too. I said, like I said, like five times, it's not meant to be a definitive. Like I'm not saying this is how good a faction is. It's just a little analysis based on what factions are actually winning events, mm -hmm. right? And then you can extend that to go anybody who only lost one game or whatever, right? Like, there's a lot of different ways to slice the data. There's a lot of ways to slice a banana. You can play with the banana in many different ways. Right. They come mm -hmm. in all shapes and sizes. All fun, though. Right. And it's, I'm not trying to say, like, this is the only end-all, be-all way to look at it. If you go to 40K Stat Center, which the, the Falcon does a great job with, you can look at how frequently one faction wins against another faction, right? You can look at uh, how what's the win ratio, uh, what's the most popular sub-faction. It's all really fun data. And I just take it like kind of like skim off the top. Mm -hmm. And let's take a look at uh, what factions are winning the most because yeah. that's, that's easy, it's fun to talk about. Um, and then because in weeks past, I was always going like, oh, well, you know, Imperium is the most common faction, so of course it's going to be performing well because so many people play it. Yeah. They're double to triple the amount of Imperium armies as any other faction except Astro Militarum. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you look at it compared to how many people are playing it versus how many people are actually winning, 
it's an interesting data point. Yeah. Is it meant to tell you, you know, anything definitively? No, it's not. It's just fun to talk about. So, any th uh, anyway. Man, thank good. you guys for hanging in there on the live stream. I know it was difficult. The sound and the video were a little challenging. Uh, but next week, we'll be back to normal. So, please um, uh, hang in there with us. And for those of you watching on YouTube or listening on any of the various podcast distribution points, thank you for joining us. Yeah, you might not notice any differences. Yep. Except the, the sheen of sweat on my forehead. I, uh, yeah, it's a little warm. I'm also sitting, by the way. I didn't lose three or four inches. You got a BJJ better. Yeah. And not get your foot broken. Yeah. Go back to white belt. Uh, anyway, thank you all for joining us so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode, number 650 of Signals from the Frontline. Yeah. And we will talk to you all next week. Until then, happy gaming. Happy gaming.